welcome to episode 34 of Scuba Obsessed. And I'm sure we'll dig up a few other things. Oh, and then always we have our bad scuba joke of the week. And this week we have, as you would come to expect, my co-host Jim. How are you doing today, Jim? Hey, I'm doing very well. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to talking about some of these subjects and, uh, and of course, uh, scuba. Willing to talk about scuba, but so far I've yet to see a time when you haven't been <laughs> willing to talk about it. That's right. Oh, so, uh, so how'd your week go? Um, you know, it, uh, it just goes to show that I could spend more quality time underwater than, uh, you know, working, but I've got to pay for it somehow. Oh, that is, that is certainly the way it seems to go. Yeah. Yep. And yours is, uh, yours is going okay. Uh, about normal. So we'll just say that, uh, diving would be. A welcome relief at this point in time. Right. Uh, we've got the the big three day weekend coming up. Yeah, so we've what, uh, got a lot of stuff going on. So that will be great. And then we also have some uh, diving trip planned uh, planned in the not too distant future. Right. So before we get into that, we'll, we'll run through this part of the show that we like to call scuba in the news. So let's see, uh, just randomly in no particular order other than the, the way I put it on the page, which I guess means that it is is an order. We'll start with why, yes, this is recyclable. What we should almost do is uh, have people in the chat room see if they could guess what the, the article is. Yeah, what uh, you'd have to have a door prize. A door prize. Well, uh, when you? somebody would want a door. Well, no, I guess nobody could really use a door. Bad idea. Okay. Yeah, but uh, we'll have to come up with something. Uh, but uh, why this is recyclable, and this is barely scuba related, but uh, what this is, and I don't even know what town that is. It says a city of College Park, which it, I don't know. Why, why would you name a city College Park? It just. Mm, I think that's like uh, Main Street. Yeah. So, well, anyway. Uh, the gist of it is that they're they're working on doing some recycling. Students officially made the return to school. Uh, the IKEA bags in the streets they say uh, sh show evidence to that, and uh, they've had a, they've added curbside recycling, so you can recycle aluminum foil, uh, juice, milk cartons, plastic uh, bags. But what was telling was that they of the items that they didn't want. They didn't want bubble wrap or foam peanuts. Those are considered trash. Six-pack rings, scuba tanks, and dirt are also prohibited. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, you just – it makes me wonder what happened that they specifically – I mean, they're not saying like <laughs> – uh, I, I don't settling. Yeah, yeah, tanks. yeah. I, you know, I don't want propane tanks, but they they highlight scuba tanks. They don't want not that. I mean, if you got a scuba tank, you know, take it take it to somebody who's going to give you some money, because even trash it's worth salvage. I mean, you don't you don't need just to, to turn it over freely to somebody. Uh, you know, even if it fails a hydro, there's some value in that tank. But why did somebody think they had to go to the effort to say, do not give us a scuba tank? You know, you know that's a, a neat thing. I've heard of different things being uh, made out of old scuba tanks. Uh, a couple of them, a lamp, 
oh, yeah. uh, would be an easy way to do. Uh, but another one would be a bell. I guess they make a really nice, uh, oh, yeah. a nice bell. You, you cut the neck off and go. I could see um, like a really monstrous set of wind chimes. I mean, could you yeah. just, I mean, I could just, you know, have three tanks and you have that big clacker in the middle and uh, I got to put that up and drive my neighbors nuts. I need to, I need that to would be, up. that would be a lot of fun. I, I wonder if you could hear it from, you know, my house to your house. I mean, we're about three or four miles apart right here, but I, I almost bet you could hear the uh, scuba tank gong. On a calm night, you can hear a scuba tank gong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a new bumper sticker all across America. <laughs> but but yeah, just, why are they why are they attacking us? The the one thing I have to think of is it's just somebody. Remember that uh, article we did earlier in the season where they had that somebody had brought one into a recycling center even though they weren't supposed to, and then the tank tipped over and then it like shot yes. in. So that's all I can think of is that, you know, this borderline urban legend of a tank. Uh, you know, it seemed like it would be much easier just to, you know, train people on, you know, open the tank a little bit, let the air leak out. Yeah, out of all of the um, compressed gas tanks, uh, that is probably one of the safest. Yeah, it's not uh, It's not like it's oxygen. It's It's air. I mean, I guess you could have a nitrox tank, but even so. Uh, right, that doesn't get dangerous until you start getting high, high percentage of oxygen, um, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I did. <laughs> you're right. It's just kind of peculiar. I just thought it was odd, but yeah. since it discriminated against recycling scuba fanatics, I, I thought I would bring that up. But again, if you got a tank, you know, take it to a salvage yard. You know, spin the have somebody spin the valve off if somebody's concerned. You know, once that valve's off, there's it can't hold pressure. You're fine, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so I mean, did just plain, plain bizarre. <laughs> uh, but I had to bring it up. I said scuba. Uh, we had some uh, videos to kind of jump around a little bit. Uh, head over to the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash scuba obsessed. We had uh, three people in the last 24 hours, or, or not three people, three videos by two different people uploaded onto the website. So if you want to see some diving that. Some scuba obsessed fans have done. Head on over to there. We had uh, Jamie. Uh, her family had done some some diving, and they have that. Uh, remember that Innova camera that I had? Yes. They, they've got that next version up, or a couple versions up. The one that's uh, rated to 125 feet. So, if uh, you, you've been interested to see, you know that that's probably a hundred to 150 dollar camera. You want to see how that turns up. They're, so far, they've only taken it down to about 30 feet, but it's rated down to 125. And then we have uh, Captain – oh, my gosh. Let me pull up my notes again here. Uh, we have Captain Feggles, and he was actually down in Ginny Springs. And yep. he's got some uh, video down there. One of the videos is of the ballroom. So there's about 15, 20 minutes of video. You can go ahead and watch. Uh, but then also in the video, and we'll post this one up, is that uh, no, let's, no, we'll, we'll hold off. You know, we got some video coming up. You, you, you have to stand in before us, uh, hang in there before you get to see that. I want to I want to start off with something a little bit more negative. Is a vote for scuba shoot, 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 shoot uh, vote for a scuba school shot down in Lamont. So every time I hear Lamont, I think Sanford and Son. Lamont. 
I'm coming to see Ethel. It's the big one. It's the big one. You know, people, a lot of people may not know what you're talking about. You mean like anybody under age 45? Yeah. <laughs> or 35? <laughs> or no. Yeah. But this one, uh, vote for the scuba school. And uh, this one's in our own backyard over here, Lamont, Illinois. One man's petition to operate a scuba diving facility at a quarry in Lamont was shut down Monday when the Lamont Board of Trustees lacked a majority of votes needed to overturn a denial by the Village's Planning and Zoning Commission. So at hmm. first I was kind of like a little bummed, but then you read through it and it sounds like the board may have been justified. So uh, this is a query that – query? Okay, query. <laughs> query me this. The, a, a quarry – that is in a residential area, so to be able to operate a scuba business, they needed to get a, a variance and a special use permit. So it didn't get approved by the planning board. The village board was split three to three on rezoning, with Mayor Brian Reeves breaking the tie for an approval. However, a majority of trustees need to vote to approve the special use, which did not happen. Uh, so at first, you're kind of like uh, bummed out, uh, thinking that they're picking on the guy. But then when you read through some of the concerns, there are actually some valid concerns that the board had. Uh, one thing is they said that this quarry has like zero visibility 90% of the time. And the operator said that he was going to clean up the water if he got this approved. But he didn't specify how he's going to clean it up. And I would actually like to know how do you clean up a quarry short of intentionally stocking zebra mussels? Yeah, you know, that's kind of, you have to wonder. He had to have a plan. Yeah. Well, had to have a plan. I think he had a plan, but I don't think he articulated it. The primary reason I did not vote in favor of the special use is I do not believe the applicant sufficiently demonstrated the criteria which regards the impact of the village. Uh, the fire department had complained that the only way to gain access was to cross two train tracks. So they were worried about the ability to respond to emergencies. Um, uh, and, you know, some of, the, some of them were concerned that if they encouraged the, the diving there and, you know, if, you, if it wasn't an adequate facility for, for training, then there would be some problems there. So uh, uh, it's not done yet. It looks like next month they're going to go back and revisit the issue. So we're always looking for more diving, but you, you want it to be at least some, some decent diving. So hopefully he comes back with a plan, is able to articulate it, get some buy-in. So it's, it's not dead, right. but you know, it's, it, it, it sounds like it's worthy of maybe a little bit uh, more uh, communication involved. Okay. Lions, tigers, and sharks. And this kind of uh, goes off the, the article we had where you could do the in Vegas, uh, the show that was underwater. Uh, this one is uh, kind of along the same thing, but the scuba scuba certified guests of Mandalay Bay or the hotel, which I'm you know, not you know, what's the difference between Mandalay Bay and the hotel? Well, um, probably is, about 30 yards, I guess. I don't know. Is that a name of a place, the hotel? 
Or is that kind of like, if you've got money, you stay in Mandalay Bay. If you've lost everything at the craps table, then they send you to the hotel. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> you're right. So they I listed it specifically different. Uh, different destinations, yeah. Yeah. So they're saying that guests of either Mandalay Bay or the hotel can take a plunge of experience of a lifetime into the Shark Reef's Dive with Shark programs. The four-hour adventure allows participants ages 18 or, and older the opportunity to swim side-by-side -side with six species of shark, including sand tiger, white-tipped reef, sandbar shark. And unlike most dives you can book in the wild, there's no cargo cages to protect divers. Oh. So... Uh, the aquarium's dive guides educate participants on what they're seeing. Divers get a chance to collect shark teeth from the bottom, which means you're basically cleaning the tank for them. Uh, it's, it's like I want to fill in the blank for this next phrase. The teeth won't be the only keepsake the divers leave with. Insert here, and I like come up with twenty smart ass comments. I could put in, I could put in there, but uh, they. Right. Act, you know, I'm thinking like you know, a bite in the hip. Uh, right. A missing like, digit. Exactly. Uh, but they say all guests will receive a video of their dive. The program costs six hundred and fifty dollars, or a bargain of a thousand dollars if two divers book together, and includes a guided tour of the Shark Reef Aquarium in case you get lost and a post-dive snack and all the equipment. So not certified. Don't worry. The, with sharks in a tank, the golden nuggets, 30 million. Oh, you can swim with the sharks. Okay. I thought they're going to certify you, but they're, uh, so, th but they're, so, so they're saying this pool was built at a cost of 30 million, 200,000 gallon aquarium. So it's a pretty decent size. Yeah, and it actually, um, if this is the same one that I'm thinking about, um, they have got a, a slide, a full body oh. slide that goes right through the tank. Oh, I see what uh -huh. I did. This is this is pretty much a modified press release. So the first part was the first one. This is actually down at Golden Nugget. So they're saying if you don't want to do the one up at Mandalay Bay or the hotel, you can go to the Golden Nugget. So, ah, okay. so that one is a $30 million pool built around a shark tank. 200,000 gallon aquarium features five species of sharks, including brown sharks, nurse sharks, zebra sharks. Gus can either swim past the sharks in adjacent pool or speed past them in the tank's three-story water slide. Ah, tank is okay. public. Okay. Yeah, so that's a different one. And then... This next one, but we're just giving an advertisement. We should charge them all for this. I wonder if, they'll, if I send them an invoice, if they'll pay. Uh, and then if you want to hang out with Flipper but not Jaws, hang over to Siegfried and Roy's Secret Garden Dolphin Habitat at the Mirage for a day program. Hmm. Uh, that one has a price tag of uh, $550, includes other souvenirs, such as a breakfast and a three-course three lunch. Is that fries, burger, and a Coke? Um, that, I don't think so. So I think it's up a little fancier. Uh, yeah. And those who are interested in marine life but don't want to get wet, there's the 
Atlantis Aquarium inside shops at Caesar Palace where they got the below-the-scenes guided tour of the aquarium support facilities. So, wow. so filter? This is, this, this is where we... Uh, escorts them under the sea for detailed 30, 45 minutes, complete the ride and elevator that's converted to look like an, a rusty submarine. <laughs> uh, okay. But uh, we'll have links to this in the show notes. Hopefully I get the show notes up a little bit quicker this week. I got last week's up yesterday. So, but uh, you know, uh, what, if you go to Vegas and Dima's going to be at Vegas this year, would you, I mean, if you had the money, is this something that you would do? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking of all the dives I've done in relative cost. You know, unless you, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I would. I, yeah. it sounds really neat. It, it sounds like a lot of fun, but it, I don't know. Okay, well, that pretty much. I guess I'd have to have some extra money in my pocket and standing in front of it to see. Yeah, I think our endorsement too. We just lost the check that they were going to send us, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, that that's. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. I just don't see myself. I mean, would I like to do it? Sure, but, gosh, who who's at Vegas long enough to do some of this stuff? Yeah, I, I certainly I'd love to do it, but, I know I guess I'm, I'm just, uh, admittedly a cheapskate, so. We'll see. I, I think there's a lot of other things I could do with that amount of money. Uh, okay, so let's go on to oh, this is a uh, a good one. Mozart and the Mermaids, and this is a long article. I, I yeah, but it, and it just reads what I what drew my attention to this was somebody who was passionate about underwater and diving and the community lived in and what he did to promote it. So this article is about Bruce Mozart and he's considered by some to be the grandfather of underwater photography. Uh, and he had, a, uh, he kind of reunited with some models that had helped make silver spring success during the 1970s. Uh, have, have you been down to that area, silver spring? I had uh, I was down there as a, a young child, and I wish I could remember more um, about it. Now this is uh, this is the same Silver Springs that we've had in the news at least once. Uh, I think about uh, them having to be certified as commercial divers, isn't that correct? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, now that you mention it, that is the same place where they had that uh, where they were cleaning up uh, at one of the mm -hmm. the parks, and they and they made them. Uh, have to become certified, not certified divers, but actually commercial divers. Uh, but uh, what they're, they're saying is that long before Disney and the interstate system, uh, Silver Spring was an international sensation. But when you go through and you read the article, you see about the effort of this man and how he he went to, to uh, get this area as a destination. And it was largely done by underwater photos. So uh, uh, Mozart and the Mermaids were an aggressive marketing machine that by the 1950s saw annual visitation of springs rebound from below 10,000 to more than 800,000 a year. 
So what they were doing is they would literally take photographs and then they would just, you know, today we would call it spamming, but they would just send them out everywhere to the newswire services, to newspapers, uh, just to try and, and get them. So what they would do is they, they would stage these photographs uh, and they, they said the photographs featured good, wholesome country girls and guys performing everyday tasks, such as drinking Cokes, grilling steaks, or toasting a New Year with champagne. So they'd, they'd take these photos, and then they would send them out. And the people who were in the photos actually became the, the phone banks, and you know they were licking stamps and, and envelopes and mailing this stuff out. And it, it, so essentially every day throughout the United States, somewhere – Something was running photos of these different scenes, and it just drew attention to the area, and people thought, wow, I'd, I'd like to go there and visit. Yeah, and now imagine today um, to have a model or somebody doing that saying, well, now what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to go file that, you're going to have to run this errand, you're going to have to answer the telephone and, uh, you know, um, talk about some multitasking and, and being driven to uh, – to improve that, like you said, from 10,000 annual to 800,000, and this is in the 50s. Yes. Pre-major, you know, air travel was for the rich and famous. Um, the highway system was barely, barely growing. Um, you had to go out of your way to go there. I mean, it was it was it was truly a destination. So, but uh, go go ahead over there. Uh, once once I get around to posting the show notes up, I'll try to get them up quicker. This time, maybe even before the weekend, we'll get those up and, and posted. But go read the article. It's an interesting article of some people reminiscing about what they did. But it just makes me think if we need to do more promotion like this, some old-fashioned uh, just promotion of the industry and the sport, That that's what we're missing. We're not getting – all this attention of what's beautiful underwater and, and what can be done and what great locations we have. Yeah, it, it, For example, up here in Michigan, I just can't believe that we haven't done a little bit better job at promoting this as a, as a destination for scuba diving. Well, okay, fine. Here's what, fine. You get the mermaid suit, I'll take the pictures. <laughs> we said we wanted people to actually come and dive. <laughs> and spend money and, spend and money. enjoy a sport. And, well, um, yeah, me, me in a mermaid suit. Uh, God, you know, maybe, maybe we'll have to do a fundraiser sometime if uh, we do a fundraiser <laughs> for charity. And if we raise, what, $500 million or something, then I would get into a scuba suit. Yeah, well, I mean a mermaid suit. Yeah, a mermaid. The scuba you do for free. Scuba suit. Um, but that's how you tell mermaid. somebody Twitter isn't a, a diver when they say scuba suit. Uh, no, I can just. Oh no, I can't stop thinking. That's horrible. Yeah, that oh, yeah, that yeah. image is burned into your mind. It is, on my retinas. <laughs> so, uh, the next one is Canada, UK's discuss preserving shipwrecks so canadian officials have entered into talks with the british government on how to preserve a shipwreck of the hms investigator which is a 19th century british naval ship that was found in antarctic waters this summer uh archaeologists with the parks canada archaeologists with parks canada is that how they call is that their park system with parks canada 
Um, Archaeologist with Parks Canada. It just it just doesn't seem to flow. So I'm thinking that it has to be somebody. Yeah, and they yeah they they give the photo credit Parks Canada. So it's it's almost like what happens when you get a marketing person involved really heavily into uh, promoting something. They 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 get a little crazy with naming it. Uh, Parks Canada discovered the shipwreck July 25th in Banks Island in Mercy Bay. So they they don't show a whole lot of photos. I'd love to see more more photos, but they it sounds like they still have some surveying to do. Right. And uh you know it skipping down about halfway through they talk about uh some other uh um sites that they hope to find the the HMS Erebus and the HMS Terror. Um now you're a you're a big Custer fan. Oh yeah. Does that ring a bell? Any of his uh one of the last books that I read from him uh had those two in the plot line. Yeah, I'm looking um, at uh, my massive stack of Kessler books on the wall, and I'm trying to remember. That was the one where uh, in his plot line he had that they were possessed with that uh, from the that mineral, wasn't yes. it? They picked yep. up the mineral in one of the islands. And, and pitted uh, Canada against the U.S. And, yeah, and, and, he's, and done, uh, he's done that plot line, kind of similar twists on that many times in his book where – some rare material that's important goes and does something or other and motivates people. So a lot mm-hmm. of natural resources, minerals, oils, energy, uh, all tend to be common things he likes to go to, but sure makes for uh, darn good adventure books. It does. It does. And and not to go too far off the point, but uh, the, the most recent uh, issue of the Alert Diver from the Dan publication has got a, a a nice about a page and a half right up on uh, Clive Cussler um, as one of their member profiles. It's really kind of neat. That that so, is that is great. Hopefully he writes more books. Uh, I've been uh, like I'm looking at the shelf. I probably got ninety percent. I've read everything he's written, and I probably got all but a couple of the books sitting right here within five feet of me. So uh, about about once every two or three years, I go back and start them all over and pick them up again now i think it, it seems like every time i do that though it takes me longer he's writing him and his co-writers right. are writing at a pace about six or seven books a year right now so uh <laughs> you know, my, it, I, yeah, I might be amazing. i might be unintentionally divorced <laughs> by the time i get through these books again <laughs> no kidding but they, they said in the article he's currently working on five books with he and his co-writers so how about that <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, he's not divorced. Yeah. <laughs> working on five oh, books, but uh, gosh, I'm uh, God. and I know, and I think uh, I'm probably I need to. I, I'm probably missing some of them. Uh, some I probably got recent- a couple here. I'm thinking. Yeah, I'll have to look. Oh, but, but, yeah, it's 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 neat how it's real. Um, it brings history in, and in uh, it's funny that I would have recalled those. <laughs> Well, now that you mention it, I, I remember them, and it's those, those exact two, the Erebus and the Terror, mm-hmm. uh, were in that book. Uh, yep. So they haven't found those two, um, but they've already wrangled out the deal about how they're going to care for them once they do locate them. And it looks like they're uh, um, two years into a three-year hunt for those two. Um now, now I didn't get from the article how they actually are. They're not talking about raising these, are they? No, I don't think so. So they're probably talking think. about. They they say the process of preserving 
So the, the, the next stat looks like just doing a survey of it, which is going to be scuba related, which Yay. they haven't said how deep, but if it's scuba related, it's got to be sub 200, I'm guessing, feet. Well, it stands upright in about 11 meters of water. 11 meters. Gosh, what, how, do, how did I miss that? 11 meters of water. It's, it's in the um, caption of the photo. Ah, that's right. It's in the photo. I went right to the meter. So let me go that's, first. That's not bad. Gosh, how would you love to have uh, another wreck like that around here? So that, that, so? that chilly water and <laughs> gosh, it's amazing that it's still 11 meters of water. So 35 feet. It seems like ice would have done some sort Crushed. of damage to it or something. A loose iceberg or, or something. Yeah, so amazing. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to, you know, they'll do some uh, programs on it. But the mm -hmm. British Navy is still retaining ownership, and Canada is just taking responsibility for the care and maintenance, which, uh, yeah, that's, I, I'm sure it's all technicalities, but it seems like Canada got the bad end of the deal. <laughs> it, it's still ours, but you go, you, you take care of it. <laughs> We'll just we'll just let you go over there and and play. Well, it that's the deal that any parent has with a teenage driver. Yeah, yeah, that, that's your car. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could take it back if I decide I want it. Hey, uh, it's your car, but we'll have to still take care of it. And, yeah. Okay. Then the next one is the Shrek fish. So we'll have a, a link to the video of the Shrekfish, and it is the Asian sheephead wrasse, well known for odd protrusions on the head. And they're, they're fairly common in the waters around Japan, but they said this one is particularly ugly and resembles Shrek. Huh. <laughs> so, well. so we've got a video of it uh, as... Posted by USA Today, uh, so you can go ahead and take a look at it. And it, um, yeah, I'm I'm not real sure how Shrek like it is. I mean, it's the article shows the two side by side, so I don't know. But I think if they called it the ugly guy with bulbous nose fish, that it wouldn't have picked up any way right. to cover it. We wouldn't be talking about it. So uh, good job of naming it Shrek. And Pretty then, cool. I wonder how big he is, really. Does it say? Um, They don't. And they didn't show any shots that I saw of divers next to it, so I didn't get an idea of proportion. Right. But the they scale. said it's 30 years old. So, you know, a fish that lives 30 years is not going to be tiny. Right. Uh, the fish tend to grow their entire life. You know, they got to maintain their metabolism, but then they're going to slowly get bigger. And, you know, the, the goal of a ship, a ship, a fish living that long is you get big enough that other people aren't going to be eating you. So uh, I'm, I'm going to guess he's pretty big. But, you know, that that's something that we can look up. I'm sure Wikipedia can come to the rescue in a case like that. Uh, did, it, did we do it? Is that all the videos? Oh, no. Wait. There's still a couple more there. Do I have some more videos in the links? Oh, I don't know about videos. Let's see. What did I do? Okay, so we got the fish. Oh, now we're on to the 
possibly cool gear. Uh, this one uh, caught my attention uh, because it combines two things that I, I have. I have scuba gear and I have an iPad. So this was a scuba sleeve for iPad. This is on gearlog.com. And the, the manufacturer is Timbuktu. And they're known for making messenger bags and backpacks. And they decided to take and make a sleeve for an iPad that's made out of neoprene. Uh, kind of give it a snug fit Velcro closure designed to protect from rain or splashing. And, and as I was thinking is, but isn't that what a wetsuit has, is neoprene? Yes. And I'm thinking that my my wetsuit doesn't keep me dry. <laughs> no. So, well, they, only because the ends, the, the, the openings are uh, leak. Oh, okay. So it's not that they want like a of water film to collect between the iPad and the scuba sleeve. I think that'd be a bad business plan. Yeah, I don't think that would be uh, a good design. So assuming that it's designed to keep water off, it has a faux fur lining. Uh, you know, and I've heard that faux are very rare this year. Yeah, the, the, well, the cost has gone up yeah, a lot yeah, because so, they're more in demand than ever. Exactly. So faux fur lining, and it comes in black, choice of gray or red design and then once again and it'd be interesting to see max take on this is we've got uh and i've got uh, there's press releases every week on this rebreather but mm -hmm. uh delton blue views uh rebreathers in the news where one of their and i can't figure out if this is an employee of the company or a sponsor or but uh, is uh, a phd and he was using the the, his rebreather to collect specimens at 350 feet below the surface. Um, they said, um, so, but he's, they're crediting the fact that he had the rebreather for making the discovery of what they believe to be a new starfish. So he's, he was dead at depth of 350 feet and he stayed underwater for four and a half hours. I wonder how much of that was deco time. Yeah. I don't know. You go 350 feet down, and you get down there in, what, five, ten minutes? You're at the bottom. What, do ten minutes and then work your way up for the next four hours? I don't know. <laughs> so I just, you know, normally I've been avoiding it because they, they don't give us any information. That's what tends to drive me nuts is that I can't ever right. find anything on them. You read the website and it just talks about patents and different things I've got going, but they don't give you any specifics. Like there isn't a product that I'm aware of. I mean, they keep talking about this commercial rebreather, but I don't think I can go and buy one. Uh, so yeah, I still don't know. Uh, be interesting. I'm, I'm looking. I agree with them. I think rebreathers are going to be more and more popular. But uh, if you don't ever release them, yeah, exactly. It's kind of hard to buy one. Uh, so that's it for the news this week. Uh, a full uh, episode there of, of news. Go ahead news and head over to news. Uh, go ahead and head over to iTunes if you like the show. Uh, we, we appreciate any of your reviews also again the facebook pages uh twitter as well oh by the way 
Uh, make sure you follow the Scuba Obsessed account. If you're already following Scuba Obsessed, check us out. If we're not following you, let us know. Uh, so you look, what you do is if you've got Scuba Obsessed on Twitter, uh, one way to find out if we're following you uh, is just to check to see if uh, if DMing or uh, direct mail within Twitter comes up as an option. That If we're not following you, that's not there. So if, if you need to get us to follow you, we're probably, we couldn't tell that you weren't a spammer. So Because we will follow, but we have to know that you actually are somewhat related to the industry. We're just not following everybody so go ahead and do an at mention scuba obsessed and say hey you're there and then also i've created a new list within scuba obsessed uh which is actually for those scuba obsessed so so we'll follow anybody who's a scuba diver somewhat in the scuba industry but to get on the scuba obsessed list we want to hear about something that makes you scuba obsessed so go ahead and tell you the a few of the people on there uh one was doing a night dive, which so that's been done. You can't just say you're doing a night dive to make you scuba obsessed, but describe what makes you scuba obsessed, and uh, we'll add you to the list. Uh, we had, uh, oh, we also had a conversation with an experimental Navy diver, uh, and started following him. And he, some sounds like he's just has. He said it's the best job he's ever had, which I told him I was I jealous. Get, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. uh so there's, there's I'd so, be the, the gear shirt before the experimental diver i think oh, that'd be fun yep so there's a, there's a few of them on on the list so we, we've we've got about 1400 followers on that scuba obsessed twitter account uh i i, I keep calling the list making sure that they're they're genuinely scuba related and you just have to have a scuba interest you know I'm, we're not going to check to make sure in the water but we want to make sure that you're real people and not trying to sell us uh network marketing or uh, <laughs> real estate Mm-hmm. okay so we're to that point of the show where we talk about last week's dives so let let me go first my last week dive was nothing I, I didn't make it out. And in fact, I'm going to vent here for a minute. Is I, I went, and I won't mention the dive shop, but I, I I rushed to get off work early. You know, dive shop had a cutoff time. I don't even say the time because you can figure out which shop it was. But they had a cutoff time. So I rushed to get there. And I was there about 25 minutes early. One of their entrances, the one I normally use, was closed. So I had to go all the way around. So I said, you know, I'll park here. I'll go around. They'll let me out so I can get my tanks. So I go all the way around. I get into the shop. I can't find anybody. I'm oh, standing no. at the desk. You know, I, I, there's business cards there. I, I was tempted to pick up the business card and just call it. You know, and I, I understand people get busy. You know, maybe I had to use the bathroom or something. So I wander around for a while. And it, now it's getting to be 10 to 5. Not time to five, but ten to whatever time. Close time. Close time, and right. yeah, I figure that th there's no sense even hanging around anymore, because you know I'm just going to quick get a quick air fill. You know they're going to go fill it yeah. up. So you're going to get a half, half fill. And and I'm thinking, well, now if I want to dive this weekend, I got to go get out early in the morning not that i wouldn't be getting out early to go diving but i wouldn't want to have to have to, to run to the shop to get a fill the day of the dive or mm -hmm. if i dive on sunday and a shop's not available you know how do i get a, a refill 
So I was a little disgusted. If you've been following me on Twitter, you saw my uh, sad tweet of uh, my tanks. So I went sad, neglected uh, tanks. Sad, neglected tanks. So I went back on Monday, but that's you know that's part of the thing that we need to do as a hobby. And and I know these nobody's getting rich this day, this economy, running a right. scuba shop. But post accurate times, make sure somebody's there. Make arrangements. Uh, you know, for certain things, or maybe maybe a sign on the uh, on the counter saying, "Hey, you know, here's what's going on." So, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just a little bummed. You know, I, uh, I I would like to say that you know, in every there's good, there's bad at all locations, but I just a little not not the most pleased with that. Just rubbed you wrong, and I can it understand that. Wrong. And that's why I didn't type. No, it wasn't why I didn't, but <laughs> it definitely. Because you know, normally I would have wiggled my way and found a way to dive, but with empty tanks, what's the point? <laughs> what, right. What am I going to exactly. do? So, right. So if you're a dive shop owner, just just remember those type of things. And uh, you know, if we if we can't get in, if we can't if we want to spend money and you're not there, we can't do it. And I'm not saying you. You know, I'm I'm okay with a shop that's open three days a week. You know, but just post the, post the times, post the dates, and and make sure that's when you're there. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as last week, and I didn't, I did get underwater, but it wasn't, uh, uh, it was at a water park. and. Uh, so you didn't smuggle the tanks in? No, I didn't. They would have, they would have caught me. I, I, I heard. I've, the... I've got some long jams that I wear, you know, some <laughs> bright colored uh, trunks, but my tanks would not fit. I'm pretty confident of that. <laughs> But I just, it's kind of like a, a Popeye leg look. Right. Sir, sir, do you need a wheelchair, sir? Are you, are you feeling okay? Well, that, see, that'd be a way to smuggle tanks in is that you could go on a wheelchair and you could pretend it was like, you know, you could put like the tubes up your nose and pretend it's oxygen. That might yeah. be it. <laughs> yeah. That, that goes That's from scoop obsessed to, to, to. Yeah. It's yeah. miraculous. He rips the oxygen out of his nose and goes down the giant water slide. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the next day we were out on Lake Michigan for uh, the better part of the day, and uh, it was really nice. And I was really regretting not bringing some gear, uh -oh. uh, but uh, it was it was nice. Got in the water a little bit, and and I can tell you the lake is getting colder. Um, so it's almost so like that first time that we yeah. Well, the, the lake always seems to, even in the summer can be cold. It just depends if you get those, you know, hot days and the wind blows mm -hmm. just right where that builds up. But yeah, we're we're starting on a downward end of that uh, thermocline, starting yep. to grow, and then we'll get a water flip here before long, and, and all bets will be off. Yeah, and we've we've had some uh, uh, rip current warnings daily. Oh yeah. So if you're if if you're not from the area and you're you know, on the beach, just be careful. It's, uh, it's, it's dangerous mostly because people panic. Uh, not that I yeah. consider myself an awesome, uh, swimmer, but you just, if it's going to grab you, it's going to pull you out and it eventually lets go. You just got to hang in there. It's not going to be pulling you down, but it's going to pull you out. And what usually right. happens, it's like a treadmill. You start swimming against that current, that, that current's going twice, your speed, you see yourself drifting farther from shore, and uh, mm -hmm. the anxiety kicks in, and then you know you start gulping water, and it's it it's not 
a good situation. And then how many times do we see that you have the original person uh, gets in trouble, then, oh. then three bystanders all help, and then you got the original and the three other people also need to be rescued. So it's so right. tempting to go out and help, but make sure that you're up to the task and that you understand what you're getting into when you're getting into a, a riptide. So uh, Michigan beaches yeah. typically have signs explaining it, and they're not kidding. And different beaches have different riptides of how they, they pull you out, run you down the beach, but they all eventually end. So if you hang out there and uh, it's where it's always good to let people know where you're you're on a beach, somebody watching out for you. So, right, yeah. right. And it, the I got a report of uh, over the Havana last week uh, had a pretty good uh, surface current going along, much like what we had experienced on uh, what was it the Ironsides, uh, moving along at a really good clip, drop below about ten feet, and uh, it calms down pretty quickly. So. Ow. Uh, yeah, just something to watch out for. Yep. Just so be, because it's a lake doesn't mean it's calm. Yeah, yeah. This, this, if you haven't been to Lake Michigan, this is a lake like you haven't, haven't seen before. Big lake. Yep. Uh, so, uh, so you didn't get any diving in, and I didn't. But our mentor Mac did. He's in the chat room. If Jeez. you uh, get a chance, one of the times you should you should join us live. You can jump in the chat room, uh, talk. Uh, and then we we need to schedule an episode where we get people online, where they can actually, uh, you know, maybe we'll do some, we'll come up with some topics and have people chime in or feedback. Uh, the guests uh, start up after the holiday, so after Labor Day, we'll have our our first guest. We'll be teasing that, so follow us on Facebook or Twitter. We'll let you know who that is. It's uh, pretty much a done deal. They've committed to it. Uh, I thought they might have gotten on this week, but just uh, other obligations kept them off the show. So uh, we'll always be good listening to the the people we get on so we'll start packing up this fall with uh some guests and and get into that so we thank mm -hmm. you for listening and uh also uh so so future dives uh are you going to get any in this weekend i think i am uh, looks like we're going to be uh trying to do a night dive on the havana uh, which will which will be a first for me um i've been on night dives i've been in low light dives very low light dives but uh um not on the big open water like lake michigan um so this will I'm, I'm excited it'll be fun and you're you're going uh i'm going camping uh, i i've had the 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 camper rv for a number of years just been sitting moving it around i i was when right. i wasn't diving last week i was waxing and scrubbing it so i did a lot of uh it's 30 foot fiberglass and that's a lot of surface area when you're on it the kids i uh i, I conned the kids into helping me for a little bit but uh they, <laughs> they they wore out and so it was left to me to clean and actually you know I, I i'm almost embarrassed to say i enjoyed it when it was really dirty because you notice it when you clean it you get so, some satisfaction yeah so you, you look at it and it was all kind of uh you know it's in the side yard it's a little bit of shade so not only did you get dirt but you get a little bit of i call it lichen you collect what you get on rocks, you know, so we, a little moss, right. a little mildew growth. So it was getting pretty bad. So I, I meet with the help of the kids. We, we washed it, uh, got that all down and it just, that soap did an amazing job. And when they're clean, you start getting these black streaks. So it was so mm -hmm. dirty that washing the dirt off actually washed off the black streaks. So it just glistened when I got done. And I've noticed we've had rain a couple of days, and now the black spots oh. are back. So no. it's like, 
It's like clean, but not like perfectly pristine clean. So, oh well. Uh, and and people are both know know how that goes because you it's like you just yeah. it's constant maintenance. But I'm looking forward to getting some camping in. Uh, got some friends we'll be going with. Uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna camp as well. So uh, looking forward to it. And a three day weekend. I, I even when I was doing camping a lot, I rarely went in a holiday weekend. So. Yep. We'll see how that goes. Good times. Good times. Good times. So, but I'm I'm also thinking, you know, I do I sneak the tanks in? I haven't I haven't decided yet. Um, I think it's a good idea. I think so. So I am I'm still uh, I, I don't know I I I still have to see I because yeah, I'm also I'm thinking like a lot of times when I go camping it's like I park the the RV and it doesn't go. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to get my gear? to any body of water. I've got my bike. I'll have my bike there. So do I load it up on the bike and then get in the wetsuit and pedal down? Hmm. I see the dilemma. So, I don't know. You have to work on this. Yeah, that might be a little bit too much ambition. Maybe I need a cart. Oh, well. But, uh, so, yeah, I don't think, and, and actually, another thing is, how many weeks can I go without diving before my BC dries up to not being able to be used anymore? Two. Two weeks? Is it two weeks? Ooh, mm-hmm. I'm getting close. Yeah, two weeks. No. Oh. <sighs> yeah. It, it feels like I keep I keep saying that's what it is. It uh, gives me an excuse to dive. And I even thought I might even sneak a night dive in. Not a night dive, but an evening dive. So you're going to do a night dive on Havana. Yep. Oh, I'm jealous. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to be two and a half hours away. I can turn around. I can dive no, no, I, I, can't, I can't make it. Oh, you'd be a dead man on return. Well, I'm, I'm also trying to think: would, could I do it without being noticed? But most likely, you're you're going to do it like in the evening where you head out at dusk. Yeah. And then yeah. go in. So it's probably going to still be light on the surface, but dark it, down below. And you get up after the dive; it'll be pretty much dark. Is that the thought? Yeah, the room. The rumor is, uh, or what's being said, going back to what we were talking about. How long? I guess it's three weeks. The chat room is saying three weeks before your BC will uh, dry and disintegrate to dust. So okay. you're okay. So you're I, okay. I, I can I can get it replenished. Yeah, but I, as far as the the Saturday night, um, probably go out in uh, right before, be ready to get in the water right about sundown. I would guess. Drop in. You know, it's pretty pretty shallow relatively quiet place there's no risk of entanglements or anything like that um rubble no. wreck yeah, um, it's, a, it's a great dive you have to let me know what kind of uh life you see on it i want to know if it if it's different than what we're seeing during the day you know does, does mm-hmm. stuff come out and does the right. the animals tend to be different right i, I don't know you know, uh, most of the time what I've seen down there have been uh, um, mostly, um, uh, what do you call them, the guppies of varying size. Um, I haven't really seen anything different down there, have you? No, I, I I did on the Rockaway, which is a little bit farther north, similar type of wreck. I did see a catfish. It was mm-hmm. in, uh, they've got kind of a, I call it a centerboard uh you know, spine of the of the ship, and uh, there was uh, a catfish just down there, and he's looking up at you. It's kind of like I see you, but you don't see me. Yeah. Uh, hoping. So he was in there. 
Uh, also this week, uh, another communication I had, I had an email this morning from uh, Matthew Frazier. And, we, you know, he, in the past we had talked about we wanted to do a segment on scuba movies. And he let me know that on Hulu they have the first season of Sea Hunt. Yes. Isn't that cool? It is. I, I got to go pull it up, you know, and I, I hate to say it, but I've never, I don't think I've actually seen an episode of Sea Hunt. Oh, yeah, I had uh, I had a link up to that for a while, and uh, yeah, I watched some of them. They're they're pretty cool. So pretty cool. I need to try it out. Um, so you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I recognize the name. I know it's a a pivotal show, but I I haven't seen it. And then also, we uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've uh, been working on our artificial reef program. So hopefully, we'll have some information coming up with that pretty soon. Uh, kind of our uh, project, we'll do. A, you know, we'll probably even do another a whole other website just on the artificial reef and our efforts to get that going. Uh, so doing a lot of research on what it takes uh, legally and ecologically and practically to make one. So we'll have that information coming up, and then a couple weeks down the road, we have uh, a big club dive which is going to be Sheboygan. That's next week, Darren. Is that next week? No. Yep. Wait, next week? Mm-hmm. This week? So we got this weekend. So then next weekend, Sheboygan? Yes. Oh, wow. Time. I should I should really learn how to tell time at some point. Um, it's kind of overrated. But even really? though I can't tell time, I can tell bad scuba jokes. So, any any last words? Um, no, I feel like I should ask for a meal or something with the <laughs> bad scuba joke coming up. I, I give you a blindfold. I don't smoke yet. I <laughs> think I should ask for a cigarette. <laughs> okay, fire away. Fire away. So, everybody's been warned. A steamboat captain brought his son along on a short cruise upriver to show him what he does for a living. All the kid wanted to do was steer the boat, insisting that his father taught him enough to handle the job. He asked a pilot to let him take the helm. Okay, said the pilot, but you must first pass a small test. If I asked you to turn left, what nautical term should I use? Turn to port, says the boy. Correct, says the pilot. If I wanted you to turn the boat to the right, which direction would that be? Starboard, said the boy, grinning from ear to ear. Good for you, said the pilot. And straight, asked the pilot. The boy quickly replies, without ice. Okay. <laughs> so, make sure you get out there and get wet. And dive stand. Call recording has been completed. Boom, 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 boom.